This is the Edinburgh Reporter podcast, and this morning I'm with Daniel Johnson. Daniel, you've got Good morning. a terrific bike with you. I'm well, really thanks for saying so. That you've got your bike, and I've got my bike, and we're going to go for a wee cycle. We started here in the meadows. Yep. Um, but first of all, maybe before we, we begin, maybe just tell me briefly, why did you get an electric bike this year? So it, it, it was immediately after the election and you know we were doing those first few weeks I, I, I was you know having to get back into the rhythm of going into parliament again and you know thinking about all you know everything we're thinking about at the moment wasn't terribly keen on getting the bus every single day and you know, the bus is absolutely safe but at the same time if you can minimize your contact with other people at the moment that's a good idea wasn't very happy with my alternative being the car and I, you know I, and I'd thought about getting an electric bike for a long time but it was always a bit sort of 50 50 in terms of you know whether I'd use it or not and I thought well actually this is maybe the, the prompt to it so I, 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 I ordered it early summer and it's really about you know getting to and from Parliament from from my, my house uh, and uh, you know so it was basically since um, September since Parliament went back I've been I've been using it pretty much every day. Um, so, do you, yeah, know how, do you know how many um, miles you've done on your bike, or do so? I've do done you? about 200 on it that's uh, already. Good. So that's 200 you would have otherwise done in the car. Yeah, and actually, the great thing about my bike is it's very fancy. Uh, <laughs> I know. Is, I is it, it, it tells me actually. Let me look it up. <laughs> tells me how much CO2 I've saved. Oh, um, wow. So let let me bring that up now. Well, that's very good in uh, in the run up to COP. So, where is it? Oh, I'll find that. And how much fresh air you've managed to get as well. Does it tell you that? <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't tell me that. Oh. But that, that would be an interesting calculation, sir. I will find that, because yeah. I've, I've definitely seen that in the app. I can't uh -huh. find it right now. It's just too fancy for you. You see, it's too techy. Well, we better try this. Yes, we better. We this better. pedaling thing. So, we're Which in the, the meadows. And uh, we're just going to have a wee cycle around here, but uh, you can tell me more about uh, sure. what you're up to as well in uh, Parliament or wherever. Uh, let's go on to this uh, cycle path here. And uh, so what have you been up to this, uh, this session so far? Because recess is almost upon us. And, well, it's uh, been a bit of a whirlwind, and you almost uh, always forget how much kind of parliamentary week kind of sucks you in and spits you out and you before you know it you know you get through it but I mean it's been it's been very busy I, I mean uh, taking on the finance and economy brief uh, for, for, for Labour I mean I've been really focusing on jobs so I mean I, I mean right the way through the summer I've been very concerned about well what what does the end of the furlough scheme mean you know are we supporting people enough so I mean that's been probably my my, my main focus I mean, the, the other thing, obviously, was that the, the bill that I got passed earlier on in the year, uh, in the year um, uh, came into force in August. So there's been a, a bit of oh, follow-up on that. Oh, is that the one about shop workers? Yes, exactly. Right. Uh, um, tell me about that again. So, so uh, I mean, through the last parliament, and it was a sort of a long haul to get it passed, I, I, I was campaigning for a change in the law to make it a specific offence to abuse or assault a shop worker. That got yeah. passed in, in January, that, that my, my private member's bill, uh -huh. um, came into force in August. And I mean, 
So actually, one of the things that was great was uh, just at the end of the August, uh, go, you know, going out with the police as they, they uh, spoke to local uh, shop uh, workers and uh, shop owners, just explaining the law. And, and then they were all in turn explaining to me that they, they had been using it, charging people. And actually, interesting enough, they were saying that it's very easy and straightforward for them because it, it, it's framed in a way that's very similar to the the relevant sections of the Police Act, which right. gives specific protections for police officers against So that's abuse a real win-win, isn't it? Yeah, if, it is. If the people that it's intended for, and also the people that, that who are intended to implement it, you know, like exactly. it, then that, that's been a real win-win for you. So that's been a um, something well, something good you've done during your time in Parliament. <laughs> in, indeed, you know, and I think I like to have tangible things that I can point to. Say that, you know, I, I, you know. That was me. I made a difference, and and uh, you know, getting a a bill passed, an act of parliament. You know, if I if I do nothing else in my parliamentary career, you know, I I can say I changed the law. Uh, you know, and, that, and 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 I can point to that as a difference that I made. So yeah, I I I am quite pleased with that. Yeah. That's good. And um, so now now finance and yes, well, people's finances are um, really quite badly affected. It seems by the UK government's turnabout on Whoa. 20 quid uplift on universal credit and of course now we've got energy prices and it, it's, it's really a perfect storm in it's a, way. a perfect storm and it's really complicated and there's a lot of different things going on you know even if everything else was absolutely perfect having this disruption to the way we live our lives the way we do our shopping was okay. always going to make permanent effects you know footfall for, for, for shops is about 20, maybe 30% down. Yeah. I don't think that's coming back. So in yeah. the, with the best will in the world, you were always going to have big changes. You yeah. cut, you know, layer on top, global supply chain shortages, Brexit, UK government decisions, and you have got an awful lot going on. And it's why I, mean, I think one of the things I'm really concerned about is that, you know, people are pointing to labour shortages in some sectors going, well, it's fine, it'll all come out and wash. Those people losing their jobs over here will get jobs over there. And I, maybe I'm overly pessimistic, but I worry that it's just not that simple and that you can actually have both, both job shortages and labour shortages going on at the same time. And that will have, as you say, a huge impact on, on household finances and real worry and, and financial hardship for some people, I think. I suppose what you've got, um, as well as you know, lots of jobs available, is um, a, a lot of people who are not necessarily skilled for those jobs. I suppose that's part well, of the issue too. So, so I think there's probably two categories of, of, of labour shortage. I, I think there are yeah, some jobs where people don't have the relevant skills, but then I also think there are some jobs out there, and this is where we need to have a think about the way our economy is structured and has become structured in recent years where I think some people just can't afford to do them. So there's lots of low wage jobs in the economy where we've relied on essentially young people from abroad coming here to work for two, three, four, five years and then Working go home our again. Bars or our shops or whatever. Now that has stopped mm. for whatever reason um, but that doesn't mean that people needing to support a family can just go and do those jobs. There's, some of those jobs, they just, it just it doesn't work. Yeah, the finances not, don't they're work. Not, they're not actually highly paid. And, and, enough, and well, yeah. I mean, I've got a lot of sympathy for the need. To, you know, we need to think about migration and how mm -hmm. we replace those workers. But at the same time, that's not entirely sustainable either. Mm. You know, the, the, the global population can't keep going up. No. 
That's and true. so so an economy that relies on us importing people from elsewhere, you know, might work for the next 10 years. It doesn't work for the next 20, 30, 40, 50 years if we need if we're trying to actually have a sustainable way of organizing the global economy. It's just not. So sorry, I'm getting a bit <laughs> High philosophical, <laughs> but, but we are in the run-up to COP26, yeah, exactly. so we have to and think about this stuff. We is really it, is do. Is that making you think about it? It does, and you know, and I think we all need to think a bit global. And it's not just about how we get to net zero, how we have a sustainable economy, how we have well-paid, uh, high-productivity jobs. We need to think about those issues for the whole world. Mm. Uh, you know, otherwise, and if we're not thinking at that level, we're not thinking about it properly. Yeah. Quite difficult, isn't it? Yeah. Were, were you at the Labour Party conference recently? No, I, I left it a wee bit too late. So I was interested in going, but only started thinking about it in the early summer. And I looked at the accommodation prices, and uh, you know, it, it was it was pretty eye-watering. So I'll go. I think I'll go next year. It's in Liverpool, and I look forward to that. But it looks like it was an interesting conference. Yeah. And of course, lots of these things, lots of these conferences and things are, you know, you can see, you can watch them online if you wish. Yeah. But then the the impetus to do so is somehow lost if you're not there actually in person, isn't it? And um, what about COP26 then? Are you going to does are you going to be taking part in that? Is the Scottish government going to be doing anything about that? Well, I know there's a festival of politics. Certainly. There's lots of different things mm -hmm. going on. I, I actually think one of the things that that, that there may be an opportunity to do is actually engage with you know what what other countries are thinking and saying and doing mm -hmm. you know I, I actually rather I rather think that one of the opportunities it gives us is not to tell the rest of the world about us is actually for to us listen. to listen to the rest of the world well that would be that would be a good thing wouldn't it I, well, I think so yeah. But now we, we've actually had to stop. We'd better we'd better admit <laughs> better. that we've had to stop because it started to rain. You don't have a rain jacket. I know. I was, I was. I was. You. See, I was. I was trying to. Um, You're trying to look like a cool man about town here. Well, and, and and you know, <laughs> without caring about the elements, and that, that was clearly a mistake. Uh, but well, I don't mind getting a wee bit wet. A wee bit wet. So we carry on. Yeah, well, I, I don't really should. mind either. But I it's, do think we we have to cycle. We have to cycle. Otherwise, this is this is yeah. not going to be a cycling podcast, no. is it? So. Uh, Okay, well, I'm going to let you lead the way up okay. here because this is part of your, almost are, part of your We are just outside. So okay, Melville well, let's, Drive Let's is, go into your constituency. So, we, so go up past uh, the, the, the old, old sick, sick kids. kids. Yeah, that would be a good place to go and yeah. uh, you can uh, give me your thoughts. Let's, on. let's so, go do that. So what about, um, you know, hot potatoes in within the constituency itself in your Edinburgh Southern? Um, that's quite an interesting point. Um, I, I was just talking about this uh, with my my team, and and the the issues have become really really diverse. It's really hard to sort of whistle it down and say it's this thing. I, I, I mean, this time in the last parliament, sort of four or five years ago, it was very very local. I mean, people were sort of like condition of the roads and and, and bin collections. I mean yeah. now, and I mean, which are really the council's remit, anyway. It is, but they're the things that impact people every single day. Now, I mean, I think the pandemic, being at home, there's a lot of different things. So, I mean, people are very concerned about flu vaccinations. I think that is a bit of a mess, frankly. Um, you know, people being asked to go out to all sorts of places who don't necessarily have access to cars. Yeah. Uh, that's a big concern. 
stop to the lights here. We're going to chant yeah. it without pressing the button. Yeah, let okay, me just... Okay, we could go now. <laughs> Are we going to cycle through the trees here to keep, Sorry? A, keep a little? Are we going to cycle through the trees, sure. do you think, a little way? I'm trying we, to keep you a little We are now in, in, in Edinburgh Southern, so. Oh, good. <laughs> so Melville Drive is your constituency boundary. boundary. yeah. And, and so do you think that people's problems have changed then? Obviously, people's problems must have changed because of the pandemic and everything else. And, yeah, you know, and they become a little bit more. I wonder if maybe just even people being a little bit more isolated means that they their problems are a bit more diffuse, but I think they've got a broader range. I think, and I think people are also trying to just, yeah, uh, different set of issues. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I mean, the other, I mean, the other thing is then edu education, and that that has, you know, come under quite intense pressure, and our schools are under yeah. huge pressure to adapt and cope, and you know, and I think. You know, I think the big question right the way across the board is, well, what, what are the long-term impacts going to be? You know, uh, you know, and some of those, it's not even, some of those aren't even necessarily negative. They're just changes. Yeah. And I think in education in particular, that I think that the consequence of the pandemic, because of the disruption to exams, you know, is it going to have a long impact both on the, the people that have been going through school at this time but then also, I think the exams aren't going to go back to the way yeah. they used to be. So there's just going to be a long-term change in practice. And I, you know, and I think in some ways that's a little microcosm of so many things. Yeah. And did, were you doing the homeschooling when uh, yeah. with your, your own children? <laughs> Which was interesting, quite, I'm sure. Quite, yes. <laughs> quite challenging. Yeah. Well, I think it's challenging no matter, you know, what your circumstances are, whether you have resources to computers and iPads and all sorts or not, and you know, so, you know, some of it was just, I think, being cooped up, yes, you know, everybody. as a family in one place yeah. all the time. You know, even just that sort of little thing of not having your day broken up by yeah. going to a different place. You know, yeah, we are or a bit of a rest. so <laughs> conditioned to behave in different ways in different contexts. Yeah, that actually, when you don't, when you're not going to different places then I think it it, it it does something a bit odd with the way you behave and so on yeah where do you want to go now well I, I, I think I'll let, I think we'll go up Argyle place shall we and yeah. we'll have a look at the old sick kids I'd and, love to uh, yeah that would be okay I'll Sorry. lead on and uh, I can I'll give a little I can keep up with you you see <laughs> so there we are. Oh, wow, I can hear your bike. It's making what, a lovely it, noise. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give it a little squirt of power. <laughs> I'd like everybody to know that I am managing to keep up with you, though. <laughs> Where do you most like to go cycling? Um, well, I mean, in terms of the way that I going to work I actually really enjoy my cycle across Brunsfield links and uh, the meadows and that's a it's, a, it's actually a, it's a it's a great commute uh -huh. but if I'm you know at the weekend if I'm cycling with the kids there's lots of great loops around me you know so going up you know past 
you know, the old uh, city hospital, fever hospital, yeah. uh, there, there's, yeah. there's, there's various paths around there. You can do little loops, which given the, sort of the age of, of, of my kids, sort of they're, they're, they're the perfect sort of little distance to do a quick 15, 20 minute cycle ride. Goodness wow. me, which probably explain what we're seeing. Yeah, no, so, this is the so whole of the, the, the newer bit of the sick kids is completely down. That's incredible. So I have to actually. say, this is actually, I should explain, this is pretty significant for me. So my eldest daughter spent the first four months of her life in the sick kids oh, wow. in that new bit. Uh, well, partly in that new bit. Wow. Um, so that has lots of personal memories for you. Lots of personal memories. It was, it was quite hard going. That's why all the comings and goings in the new sick kids hospital has it, it, it's, it's been quite, it's not just that the old sick kids is in the constituency. It, it's got a lot of it personal really meaning. To you. For, for our family, I mean, to the point where, I mean, my wife actually doesn't like coming past here because it brings yeah. too many Yeah, I'm sure memories. it must have been an uncertain time. Do you want to go back down that way and have a look at it, uh, kind of, yeah, you know, sure. head on? Yeah, sure, that'd be good. Just, uh, yeah, it's, it was, yeah, that was a funny time. Yeah, well, I'm sure. I can remember being in here when I was five. <laughs> I can actually remember pulling up at the front door yeah. and sitting in the passenger seat of my father's car and actually being dropped off there. Maybe we shouldn't go too near because it's a bit dusty over there. Uh, we can shelter under this tree here, Daniel. Yeah. <laughs> Goodness, so that's the whole, not just doing, so that's the old A&E completely oh down as well. Yeah. It's quite uh, startling how easy it is to pull these buildings down, isn't it? We'll just go a little further here. But I mean, it's funny what you were saying, and it's one of the things that, as the the proposals came up, I kept saying is, you know, it's not sick kids isn't just a facility. It's actually something that has an awful lot of meaning and memory yeah. and sentiment for so many people across Edinburgh and actually east of Scotland as well. Yeah, absolutely, and and you know, happy memories and tragically sad memories too um, but but yes it's been a place for lots of people with uh, yeah with their children because i've got big memories of being taken here when i was i think i was four when i i, I broke my leg jumping off the sofa <laughs> and again i just they're only sort of, they're quite blurry memories but actually the, the memory that's really distinctive actually is when they took the cast off and bringing here and the, and the little circular saw that they used to cut and it was <laughs> And it was just terrifying. Terrifying, which is why it's seared into my memory. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's go on a little bit from sure. here because um, it's a bit noisy. <laughs> and uh, so it really is a little bit too rainy for you now. I'm a bit conscious. That oh, I've no, got a don't rain worry jacket. about me. Okay. It's just it's a so little bit of rain. Now, then? I don't you, mind. You know the constituency. We can. We can do a little loop through yeah. these roads, actually. Okay, let's so do that. Let's do that. Do you want to the left or right? I. You you decide. Probably left is better because they're okay. quieter roads. Okay. And this was, of course, one of the areas where they trialed 20 miles an hour, wasn't it? Way back. Yes. So the... I mean, so 20 years ago, Sheen's Road here was a horrific rat run. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yes, it was one of those, uh, both reducing students and then the, 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 the sort of the uh, not quite one way 
systems, um, uh -huh. but you know they were the priority in given directions. And and now we've got obviously the road closed outside Sheen's Primary and, and a, a campaign to try and get that permanently uh, yeah. turned into a play area yeah. and closed Thanks. to traffic, which I think would 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 make a, a, a big difference, uh, but it's incredibly complicated from a legal perspective to get that change yeah. made. And here the children are playing outside on oh, the they, street. They want us to go on the pavement. All right. I'm being told to go on the pavement, by, uh, which is fine. You're most welcome. Thank, Thank you. you. And uh, lots of children having a great time here. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't think that would be a very good idea for no, me. No, I don't think um, so. But they have a traffic marshal there and they have kids playing TIG here. It's terrific. A great add-on to their playground. So these streets are quite quite quiet in many ways then. They are quite quiet. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and I think, yeah. I'll leave For, the directions the right. to you. Yeah, and we'll Sheen's, of course, right. did the one of the first bike buses. Yes. So I mean, again, and again, I think you know, Sheen's and Gillespie's being quite central schools. I mean, they've been, they've got, you know, you know parent bodies living close by. You know, quite a lot of them in tenement yeah. properties. So yes, they they have been good for developing things like you know walking buses cycling sure. uh, 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 yeah they seem to be increasingly popular which is well, uh, it's good and it's sort of convenient thing. i think it, i think it huh. i think i'd better come in behind you yes. here and I'll, or i'll go in front and let this guy pass And then I do, yeah. And I think I think trying to, I think it, in a sense, I think that, that that's an example of what we need more of. Is is I think inevitably there needs to be a bit of stick when you're getting people to think differently about how to travel. But you also, I think, ultimately need to just make it easy and more convenient. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's not for everybody. I think that's what we've got to realise too. That it's actually. You know, even cycling is not for everybody. No, it's not. Um, but it's a it's a good way of getting about for a lot of people, and then means well, fewer people in cars. But but for some people, it's just either because you know, physically or the nature of their journey. It's yeah. not. It's just not a practical or feasible option. There's a, there is limit, but. We also, for the, there are a lot, an awful lot of other people who, either because they're not used to it, or uh, you know, they, 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 they're a bit put off by, you know, whether it's safety concerns or, sure. or, or even, you know, frankly, the other thing is the cost. Absolutely. Of, of, you know, so I think I think trying to make it all of those things easy, which, yeah, you know, I think the more you can. You know, either create or signpost people to sort of quieter, safer routes. You know, I, I, I mean, I recognise that my route across to Parliament, across the Meadows, is ideal because it it's is. all, it is. you know, 
it's not just segregated cycle lanes it's it's, it's actually off -road. routes off road yeah, yeah. and that and that is perfect now you yeah. can't do that everywhere but the more you yeah. can do that i think the more you take well, those things away i think the more you you point people to things like the cycle to work scheme yeah. you know where actually yes you can it, buy it a bike breaks it right down yeah. and, and gives you a big discount uh -huh. I, you know i think we will encourage people and, and actually they'll realize that there's you know, potentially it, it is a it's an easier more convenient option for them yeah well, that's good. I'm glad uh, to uh, have had the opportunity of uh, seeing you on your uh, relatively new bike here this morning, Daniel. Oh, it's great. To it's, hear uh, your it's always latest thoughts. It's it's uh, great fun showing it off. It is really, isn't <laughs> it? And um, a kind of a week of respite coming up when you get time out of Parliament yeah. and then back to it with a vengeance, I guess. Well, indeed. And I mean, the moment we get back, there's the first of all, the UK. Um, autumn statement and then that sets us up for the Scottish budget which will be on and I'm going to get the date wrong here I think the 9th of December anyway that first week of Sometime December. Sometime before the end of the yeah. year. <laughs> um, and so that's going to be a very busy period and it's going to be a really important mm. budget um, so I'm, I'm having to do a lot of prep work lot on that. Good yes. for you and a nice new portfolio then to, to keep your interest indeed. in. But Daniel Johnson, MSP for Edinburgh Southern, thank you very much indeed for uh, taking me on a wee cycle. Well, it's been morning. lovely to have a look. about the weather. I wish, try, it's making me think maybe I should do more of my meetings like this uh, <laughs> on the saddle if people are so inclined. Well, I think, I think you're probably <laughs> going to get lots of invitations. <laughs> thank you so much. Great. Thank you so much for listening to the Edinburgh Report. Listen out for more episodes coming soon and make sure you don't miss any by hitting the subscribe button now. This is one of the platforms where we can help advertise your business to our listeners. Would you like to know more about that? Then email editor at theedinburghreporter.co.uk. And remember, you can subscribe to have our monthly newspaper delivered to you direct. Sign up today on our website www.theedinburghreporter.co.uk Thank you.